board and a nice diet pepsi here to start the game oh, the fans at home are gonna think that's a crispy one no matter what <laughs> hey we you know do, what what we say i I've, I've been off the beer and you know this i do i i have the odd uh the odd one the odd crabby joe's draft beer coors light no free plugs here Coors is actually paying us to say that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wish. No. Get that Coors money. It's the 30 plus two sponsor, but official sponsor. We go through a lot of DP, Diet Pepsi in this office. Yeah. It, I mean, I've been pretty good. I've slipped up yeah. a few here or there, but the way that I operate, I need to go cold turkey on these things. Like, I cut my Diet Pepsi consumption by like 90% over the last 18, 19 days. It's... Yeah tough to break habits like that mine is energy drinks man i don't care i can't find a replacement for that vice i just can't i need it no matter how much you're working out no matter how no, much it, it there is none when you have something that's just good to the taste in it mm. whether it actually does i honestly don't even know if coffee truly wakes me up in the morning yeah. i swear to god I but i can't get to the office without one i know you know and i've been i've been bad me and tj were talking about this i've been bad like I've been going for the $7 coffees lately. Jeez. It's not good. It's not a smart financial decision you, <laughs> for anybody to go you're to not Starbucks. financially recover from this. <laughs> <laughs> um, where are you getting $7 coffees from? Dude, Starbucks, man. Buddy, how about me? Uh, we went down to our local SO. It used to be a shell. Got those $7 primes. And I went to New Jersey and bought all those primes for a dollar a thing. I was going to sell them. I was like, I'm going to go in a little hot market and sell some prime, but. I'm consuming them. Yeah. I you, can't get enough you know, one. you came in originally and you were like, oh, yeah, look, I got all these primes. You can have one. Dude, you I'll have bring some in. You, you want have to see one land on the desk next door. Al's got them. Um, I'll bring them in. I'll bring them in. I no, apologize, dude. No, no. I, dude, so selfish of me. They're sitting in my garage and I grab them like they're room temperature and I'll drink one. I'm just like, <sighs> I need to put them in the fridge so they're nice. Yeah. This, this Diet Pepsi is very cold right now. Hey, man, you never know like what's Neither. going on, but so how's what's what's been up for your week? I know obviously we work together, but like, mm, you know, um, what's up? Man, I don't know. Just getting ready. We did so much branding, banners, all that stuff. I wish the Triple Crown was started in Ontario. It just makes it easier as far as like, oh, we only have to drive four or five hours, two hours, whatever it be. If it's at Walton, two hours. But going all the way to Edmonton, you got to check a lot of boxes. You got to, <laughs> and flights and hotels and who's coming in when, rental cars. There's a lot of things to check off. And then you got the whole race to promote too. So instead of just worrying about, you know, we got to drive a couple hours and put on a race, you got to go across the country with your whole crew and then find crew out there to also assist with stuff. And you know, you've seen it. You get it. It's, yeah. it's gnarly. It's all Dude. the behind the scenes, man. Like you think yeah. you're making progress and then, mm. oh, did we do this? Like even today we're sitting here. It's like, you know, now we're thinking, we're already thinking rounds three, four and just yep. about the little stuff, like the little stuff that typically doesn't ever see the light of day or whatever. But like our brains have to be in so many different places at once in order yep. to make the whole thing go as smooth as possible. Like, yeah, it's weird to think um, prior to you, Al, Bobby, Joe, uh, Dave, Tokley, um, Shannon, and now Brian. Like prior to having that, it would be Justin and I just finding weekend crew. So when you find the weekend crew, they're great. They work awesome on the weekend, but they don't know the day to day and they don't know how some things line up. Mm -hmm. So obviously we've had similar crew for the last several years, but like mm -hmm. having you go, okay, well, I'm going to make sure 
all the cams and live views and all that stuff's taken care of. Well, that's off Justin and my plate. We don't even have to think about it. Um, and now Al, the scoring and timing was always my issue because we never really had a solid person in there and it's very important piece. Although it's, you know what I mean? It's not, doesn't seem like it should be, but it is. And having him deal with that, uh, was a huge burden, just a stress. Cause I, what we do in the past is rely on people from that area. Be like, Hey, who's your sc- uh, scoring and timing? Can they run our computers for us? And people do stuff all different. Every person works at trackside a little bit different and it's just nice to have consistency. And, uh, Al's taken over manager meetings, works with Daryl on the rule book with Kinger, man, taking a lot of that. Cause I don't want to be part of the rule making, breaking all that be. stuff. He can't yeah. be like it, you know, we do our best like mm-hmm. even behind the scenes to not blur lines like mm-hmm. you know letting decisions that could affect people outside this office as far as like ie racers and things like that mm-hmm. you know i wish more people would realize that those decisions typically do not come from within this office they're sourced out to all of these guys managers or oems or manufacturers and the behind the scenes of how that works like everybody does get a say it's not uh you know, democracy, one world, one mm-hmm. word rules all here. Like it is, it is trying to be better for the sport yeah. in all aspects. And that's something that, you know, I think more people are starting to understand, uh, you know, as information is passed out, but you know, it's a tough stigma to break where you just think that there's one man with the iron fist who rules yeah. all right. But it's really not the case. There's a lot of people making calls on it. Um, I, I think it'll be good though. I think kind of starting to feel, I don't know, the last two years, even though, Sorry, last year was supposed to be normal. It still didn't feel quite normal um, after COVID and pandemic and all that bullshit. Um, but I think this year it, it starts, it's starting to feel, there's a press conference going on. Um, we're going to get some good pre-content. Being in Edmonton over Kamloops for round one, um, as a racer, they probably don't even notice the difference. They're like, whatever, why don't we start in Kamloops? But for us, logistically, to get what we need for the broadcast and everything else, all the assets, a way bigger difference. Oh, oh. I, I'm in heaven, you know, this year. Like you said, we're kind of going back to that. Oh, this is how it should be. Like, we got a press conference coming in, you know, for this one. We got a full media day, so I'll be able to have time with all the teams and everything to get them the assets they need for a TV package and the graphics and things will look to the caliber that we want them to look for the first time in a few years, just because we have all of the, you know, boxes checked Mm -hmm. able to come into this one, which is crazy because we've had so much on our plate. Like even today, like I'm sitting up there, you know, before we hop on for a little Friday pod before the long weekend, I'm up there just editing away another show that's got to go out. Mm -hmm. Right. There's just always another show. Yeah, Yeah. Right. But the post shows are the worst. Yeah, man, I live live. When I first mm. came here, I always tell you about it. Like, <laughs> I remember when I first got here, I was like, I sat down at Justin's desk and I was like, if I ever turn into like a broadcast guy, <laughs> like I'm out. Like, I don't want to do that. I like shooting content. I like making content. And it's funny how. I know. He used evolved. to be like, oh, Isaiah needs to be more in the broadcast. And I'm like, he ain't going to do it. <laughs> he ain't going to do it. <laughs> He's not. And then sure shit. Now you, you love it. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I mean, it is. But you get the same satisfaction of producing a show and like seeing a final product come together. I still, you know, it's just a 44 minute edit, right? I think the live side of things is an adrenaline. Do you know what I mean? Like when yeah. we're doing arena cross and you're calling the shots and then you're like, oh, get that on slow-mo, get that on slow-mo. And you're, you know what I mean? You're in that, that uh, war room, we'll call it. I think that adrenaline from actually racing and we get 
so pumped on arena cross because there'll be takeouts and like crazy crashes or good passes and we're just going nuts yeah. there <laughs> we're just all fans at that point that room is a vibe like mm. you're, we're all in there we're all just jamming out like oh this is sick like you know how how can we look at this and like replays and something <laughs> crazy like the other uh, i mean not the other day like we had a bunch of the boys in like from east coast like yeah. some of my buddies in for detroit supercross and they get to come watch what we do for the first time and they're like holy crap they like, got a show like this is what you do and that arena cross was wild yeah, i can't remember which one it is but i, I feel know. like a lot of them were dude, really it good was banging and smashing <laughs> and the racing was good it was just it was a good time but yeah, yeah. i don't know I, i'm super stoked for the future of like going into this summer and just all the things that we'll get to see, but I mean, you know, this weekend being a long weekend, you kind of yeah. got to like cherish it a little bit. We're going oh, yeah. into a weekend and this is like for everybody, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, these long weekends, you know, someone's probably sitting there at Friday, like we're recording this Friday at two in the afternoon. Eastern time. Eastern time. <laughs> someone's probably in their office right now, you know, just can't wait to have that Monday off. Yeah. Right. And it's, it brings me to like this whole like thought of how blessed we truly are mm. for all the stuff that we get to do. And we had to, some big talks, me and you about that this week about like, we just, we, we are very thankful for what we do and definitely don't take it for granted. Yep. I just want to push that on as many people as I, I can. Not that if you know, you are clocking in and working the job nine to five, or whatever it is, some people love it. Mm-hmm. You know, they just don't want the, you know, unsureness in their life. You could say. Yeah. Right? I uh, think <clears throat> if we had listeners, we're slowly stacking them up. Dude, man, I think we're, we're about th- 11 over, or 12. Over 30 on the last episode. Dude. I don't know where they're coming from. But. <laughs> dude, they're popping out of the woodwork. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. We'll see this thing build because people are like, oh, yeah, they're just going to quit after so many. Nah, dude. Nah. Not a chance, man. This These is, mics are coming with us on the road, man. This is the type of But um, if you're listening and you don't love your job and you, man, I want to I wanna just say, just take that risk. This is This is your sign. Just take it. Dude, you I, know, go send it. If it's your own business, if it's something else you're just passionate about, take that risk, figure it out. Yeah. It's so it's so complex at a certain stage in life in order to take the risk because I get it. The reality is is that sometimes people establish themselves in a place where their bills and their overhead, like let's just talk about it like yeah. you're running a business. Your yeah. life is a business. Oh yeah. Well, you need to consistently bring income in in order to pay your expenses. And if your expenses outweigh your means of leave uh, and you're going to take the risk to do something, mm-hmm. well, there's a little bit more planning and thoughtfulness that needs to go into it. It's not as easy. So the longer these people wait, right, the famous old quote, it's like, have fun in your 20s. Mm-hmm. You know, figure out what you want to do in your 30s. In your 40s, make money. And when you're 50, don't do too much, mm-hmm. right? And it, it's just like that era of growing and grinding that you got to like, not be so hard on yourself give you that window i just like listed out 40 years right mm-hmm. like or whatever yeah, yeah. That's quick math i think it was 30 yeah it, was, it could have been 40 if you're talking 50 to Two, 60 four, yeah, yeah. What, 50 either to, way you're close to, enough 50 to our 60. math is a little rough around here 50 to 60 you know mm-hmm. that'd be yeah. end, you'd end up at 40 years yeah, yeah whatever uh yeah i think um i don't know you definitely gotta love what you do but anyways moto talk round one 250 class is definitely yeah. Definitely. Yeah, 250 classes just got so deeper. I don't know. I think yeah, we we did the last pod right before Tanner announced switched to go to the 250s. Yeah. Like that is gnarly. As if that class couldn't get any deeper or any more stacked. 
Like that's another be guy. Good. You made a good point. I'm stealing your point right here. But you said mm-hmm. the other day you were like, "That's a tough pill for some of these guys to swallow." Because a guy that was hoping for a, you know, maybe a five to a seven is now a six to eight. Yeah, right. Uh, like, it's gonna be so interesting if you start thinking about the depth of it and it's it's good because there's a lot of canadian guys right yeah. um, i'm not sure if bogle's gonna line up this year you know after this injury harrison's one of the americans then we got new zealand or uh natsky and it's a lot of good canadian talent uh mcnab and piccolo i would say leading that charge but then you guys got uh well i would say tanner ward would be in that too now yeah he'd be in that bubble with those guys because he was two years ago and i yeah. feel like he's just progressed um, and then you look at down the line, Quinn Amiot, uh, Sebastian Racine on both on Yamaha's, they're going to be sick. Uh, Julian Bennick, um, you know, Wyatt Kerr is going to be this, this yeah. the guy. I think he's going to come in and surprise a lot of people. Yeah. I think he is. I think Quinn's going to surprise a lot of guys as well. Yeah. Um, I know he's going out to Cali to test some stuff on his new race bike and you know, there's a wow. lot of, yeah, there's a, you know, he's got a good program together down there yeah. and I, I always talk about it and, but I think that he's honestly going to come and do some things as well as Tanner. Like I'm picturing Tanner, like we saw T Dags hop down onto the 250. Yes. Well, Tanner at, did too at Walton. Remember we yeah. talked about that. Yeah. Yes. But but he uh, he didn't end up racing. No, him. he didn't. But he did good. He, did, he, he was second he qualified. In qualifying. Yeah, it went T Dags and then Tanner. Like incredible, incredible right? Stuff. So I'm envisioning mm. a little bit of that happening again for Tanner. I think if anything, he's gotten stronger you know, more mature mm-hmm. and intelligent about his race craft. So he's going to be dangerous for a he's, guy um, like McNabb. Okay. So he's in that realm that 20, he's 23. Now he's in, in that Harrison, realm where we've yeah. seen Dylan Wright take off on his career. We've seen Jess Pettis get better. Uh, my brother Cole, like that's when he started elevating his game. Like that's a great age to be like 23 to 27, like four years of like really hitting some peaks. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that Tanner will be, he's got the knowledge. The, the years that he was racing it, didn't have the knowledge to keep it all together. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be the biggest thing. Who's going to crack first in those top five guys? Yeah. Is it, you know what I mean? And, and and I love to say Harrison's coming in with like a bunch of experience in that, but he'll be the first one to tell you last year was the first time he ever fought for a championship. Yeah. I, I think he learned a lot probably. Mm-hmm. I know he would have learned a lot, right? You know, getting second in that, that ate at them all winter. Mm. I know it did. Right? Yeah. A guy like that, he's coming He's coming here to win. And He's in um, race yeah. mode, too. He Dude. did nine rounds of Supercross. Like, the guy's coming. Some, he tossed some arena cross in there. Oh, yeah. he was at, Dude, he's been racing yeah. some high-level stuff, getting starts, getting gate drops. He'd have to falter pretty hard in round one not to come out as a favorite. Like, coming in, I, I find people might say McNabb or Piccolo or, or Ward, but I'm saying Harrison's the favorite. I think at round one. I like it's going to be a jumpier track. Yeah. And he's just coming in hot. His starts have been good. Like, I think it's going to be. He, he's got some confidence. He made mm. it. He passed, uh, what was it, Voland? Voland and gapped him last gapped round there in the LCQ. The East West showdown. Like, that was, that was impressive stuff to watch. Yeah. Like, the dude's feeling good. Obviously, Parker's upped his program this mm. year, too. Yeah. Um, you know, and. Not jumping ahead too much here, but I know T Dags has got some good stuff going with his program as well. Yep, T Dags on that factory. We were trying to figure out what they call that. It's like yeah. uh, the same bike Barsha was riding. It's like yeah. the pre pre production or something. Yeah, I'm not sure, but it's good. Yeah, obviously it still has to meet the standards yeah. of yeah. They have, know, to have not, so many. We're not to GPS. Like it can't be mm-hmm. um, custom fab parts yeah. or whatever that won't be. 
in production. I think it's just an early model. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know all the details, so I don't want to speak on it too much. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, Natsuki is another one that you're like, oh, yeah. Damn, man. The only thing I find about Natsuki is an. I think he's going to be good, but I want to say he lost a bit of his confidence riding Supercross and getting beat by guys that surely he would smoke outdoors. Yeah. But sometimes that weighs a little bit, or he just like, you know what, scrap it. It is my first year doing it, and I'm coming out. I know I can beat all these guys in Canada. Yeah, I mean that's a tough. It's a tough situation to think about. Like where does he end up stacking out? Because when it comes to him, he showed up here with almost the, you know. Free, no stress, no weight on the shoulders, no nothing. He was able to just ride. Mm-hmm. And wherever he finished, he finished. Like, we watched it. We watched the clip of that we got. I, it. Yeah. I remember seeing the first round, and I was, like, seeing the lap times come in. I'm like, oh, this this, this can't be right. This, like, he was, like, so much faster at Walton and, the, and his quick little heaters he was putting in qualifying. I'm like, this can't be right. There's no way he's, like, three seconds faster than these guys. And then he did it again, and then he did it again, and it was just like, okay, this guy, he, this guy can go. He's that fast. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was on a tear, and so you know him coming in this year, I think it's gonna be, just so fun to watch. I cannot wait. Like I know, I know there's a few guys who are like probably thinking to themselves, damn, I wish I was in that 450 class. But yeah, 450 is gonna be fun to watch too. I think we'll have a few guys pop in and out of there. That'll be fun, and I think. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a bummer losing Tanner because I think this was going to be a nice step in the right direction and he'd be closer to that front. Mm-hmm. Like he was, he was a podium guy. I think he got four of them last year, but I think it would have been the step where he was like, okay, he's a second place guy or maybe he's just leading some more laps and getting yeah. more comfortable. But I like him in the 250. Yeah, me too. The reality is, is last year it was Dylan, then Tyler. Tyler. Like that was, yeah. I mean, Tyler got second place every single moto mm-hmm. all season and and dylan had a perfect season mm-hmm. i mean they both had perfect seasons yeah really if, if you want to consider it like yeah. that they both had perfect seasons and i know that that team's not stoked with second place all year long i know they were probably last year but now i think they're thinking different mm-hmm. but like man dylan we're gonna see how it is what i see coming in is is tyler's best bet to get dylan is edmonton i feel like the shorter motos and, yeah. and Tyler's kind of been up to that race speed I think I could see Tyler getting some good starts like he normally does and just sprinting sprinting hard he's got the endurance he's gonna just crush those motos so if there's gonna be a blemish in the perfect man season it, it could come round one mm-hmm. I kind of want to jump a little bit uh into some just some other stuff like mm-hmm. I mean obviously that's mm-hmm. gonna be fun but we touched a little bit last podcast about social media yeah. And I just kind of like wanted to dive in, pick your brain because you are someone who's been able to see trends ahead. Like you'll be the first one in the office. Instagram has a new feature or mm, something. Yeah. You'll be like, Hey, like, we'll be like, Hey Frank, did you see this? You're like, dude, I already posted three of them. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but the, the ability to adapt and, uh, you know, stay relevant with trends and, you know, themes like that, that's got to be impactful for business, right? And do you find yeah. some people maybe don't see that as much as they should? What sucks about it is you have to stay on it. You got to stay on it, which is, I try to limit my phone use is one thing. So it comes into a personal play there, but then it's also business, right? We got to stay ahead of the curve. And um, I remember during COVID, we hammered TikTok and got huge followers there. And then the reels came out and I'm like, we got to hammer this boys. This is what Instagram is going to be pushing. And we got a huge following there. But um Man, it's it's tough when you're doing all the other stuff. For anybody that's 
going to, you know, if it's a brand or if it's a rider or a team, it's a constant thing. And, and you almost need to hire guys like a younger version of you. That's just chomping at the bit to get any role, mm-hmm. hire them. And, and they're just like a mechanic. They're traveling with you. And that's what the U S supercross teams do. Yeah. Every single one of them, they have at least one guy, if not two or three guys doing content for them. Yeah. And riders have their own guys. You have to, I mean, we're in a, we're in an era that, feeds off of you know the algorithm like what is working right now and you know at the end of the day all of this stuff you're paying all these people for all these things what are you paying them for you know mm-hmm. you're paying them for numbers well you know when you go sit down and talk to someone business and i'm sitting there and as a as a rider you can you can take this anyone that's listening or you know has has their own deal going on and you're trying to get you contact your local dealership and you're trying to you know figure out how you can be a value to them well how do you show them that you're valuable? What's the first thing they ask for? Your well, social media content. A report, it, right? Or, yeah. A report, yep. right? So they're going to ask you for numbers on a spreadsheet. And how does this how does this make sense for me? Well, what is actually getting numbers? What is translating from if you're going to be making an effort, you know, do the do your due diligence to put your effort into the right place, mm-hmm. right? Don't put your effort into posting a photo or something like that, that's going to get one eighth, one tenth, one fiftieth of a reel if it has a blow up, mm-hmm. right? Like you can invest your time and energy into an iPhone clip. I'm not mm-hmm. even saying you got to go hire no. a professional anything, you know, do Decent that. Decent iPhone will get it. Perfect example of a guy who I've noticed personally that's been investing in their own content and, you know, making himself more valuable, in my opinion, is Quinn Amiot. Mm-hmm. He's been crushing vlogs. Yeah. Lots crushing of content. content just always has content mm-hmm. right so like how i don't i don't think it's that difficult to do and if you're not buying in you should probably start yeah quinn does a lot of his own stuff right he'll yeah. vlog a lot of his own stuff and then maybe he'll be like hey buddy you want to shoot a couple clips of me and and then he'll dice him up later and, and put him on social media but usually it's all iphone stuff or maybe a gopro or mm-hmm. something like that something that's not too expensive right to get into to the game um and then you're not hiring somebody but as a team it should be an expense yeah i I don't care what you say it should be expensive you should have a guy in your pits you should have a guy that's videoing every practice a qualifier race and then building out um you know i find the best ones are just the single clippers that can get you a lot of traction uh, but have a uh, a race recap because partners want to see that you know and they want their logos included or whatever it be but make it your own and not so cookie cutter and it's it's gone away from like the way of like having just a a video with music over it and then you put the partners at the end mm-hmm. you've got to get creative yeah. on how you do it like last year you know austin and myself we did quite a bit of stuff for most mm-hmm. of the teams here and you know we got some good reels out there and some that process but that whole process of trying to get everyone to understand where this was going and why we were doing it that way instead of the generic like oh this is so and so and this is how i did today and da 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 da. like at the end of the day maybe you do that little one with your iphone you send it to your your partners behind the scenes but at the end of the you know at the end of the year when you're going back to re-up budget you know they're gonna say okay what were your social media reports and how much can we allocate to that well I'm telling you, if you're posting these reels and you're posting them this way and staying interactive and consistent with this all year long, not just, you know, the three, four months that we're racing, do it all year. Mm-hmm. When you go show them that report, 
your number's going to be a lot bigger, which translates to more money for you. Yeah. And, and it's crazy because people think like, oh, it's so hard to get good numbers. Just post a lot. Mm-hmm. You're going to post a lot. You're going to get big numbers. You, I, Regardless, even if whatever your likes are at, whatever you're, you're going to get more interaction, you're going to get more impressions, you're going to get mm-hmm. more reach if you post a lot. And yeah. there's so, there's trying to battle this algorithm that's constantly changing for TikTok, Instagram, yeah. if you're on Twitter, Facebook, whatever it be, you're battling a, a computer, an AI, yeah. like trying to figure out that program. Yeah. It's, it's something that at first, like, you know, I loved it. I loved the mm-hmm. whole like chasing it, but then eventually, you know, it does turn to business, right? It just, it is what it is. I don't necessarily love social media, but I get it from a business standpoint. And I understand why a brand would be willing to spend money on someone who is investing in themselves or, you know, yeah. whatever the case might be, right? Well, just a, just a question on this. If you see, um, and this might not be the case, you might go somewhere else with this. Uh, if you see a set of sneakers or like clothes that somebody's wearing, you see the brand on their shirt, are you the type of person that will go to Google to search that? Or are you going to go to Instagram to search that brand? Like if you're curious about a brand, where's your, where's your search going? Well, actually this is, it's funny you say this perfect example of this was, I saw this hat that uh, OBJ was wearing and then I was like, damn, I love that hat. Like, I wonder what the, what the deal on that hat is. Looked at the name of it. And then I was typed it in Instagram right after found the brand went on i ordered a hat last night boom nice it's just like that did you go to his page and then see I was it just or? scrolling i saw him okay so you've hat. seen it yeah and then yeah. you're like typed in that name of that brand and yeah. boom yeah luckily it had it, it had i didn't even know if that was the name of the brand i just typed in what i saw in the hat mm-hmm. so good branding by them ended yeah. up being it and uh, yeah, anyways, I, I find was away with it on search <laughs> engine stuff. Like I, yeah. Obviously, we're YouTube University here. Um, we're all we all got our MDs from YouTube, <laughs> but it's crazy. I feel like I need to start shifting my gears from YouTube to TikTok uh, for some tutorial stuff because yeah. they're getting better. It's a search engine that's really good on YouTube as far as finding what you need. Yes, but I think TikTok's getting better at this. Yep, and. It's short form. They break it down a lot better. These young kids that are doing this stuff is good. It's funny you say that. Depending on what it is, I will go to TikTok, and I have been. The other day, uh, we were having a big barbecue over a Big Al's. Yeah. Producer, not here. Sick. Anyways, <laughs> continuing on. Um, so we, uh, we're having a big barbecue, and we got Jess, J- Alex's wife, to uh, cut up some peppers for us. Okay. And she starts cutting them up, and you know, this is probably the way that everyone's been cutting peppers forever. You're like, nope. I'm like, no, there's got to be a TikTok way that makes yep. this so quick. TikTok hack, like those things you wish you knew 20 years ago. Yeah. Way to cut peppers. This person just did, did like one cut. Oh, man. Pepper, boom, ready. And I was like, there you go. The things you wish you knew videos get yeah. me intrigued. I'll go in a rabbit me hole too. with that shit because they'll put in a bunch on one. They'll do like 10 different things. And I'm like, do you have one how that did I not out? know any of this? Do you have one that sticks out? I do. Uh, no, you go though. Okay. So the, 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 the hammer is like a starter yes. nail. Like yes. you put the nail in upside down through the little tooth prongs. Through the, the claw. The, and you, dude. And you can start it. And I like the one guy, cause yeah, I'm thinking of the same guy. Yeah, he's he's like, like, no, no way. And he just springs out. <laughs> yeah. Dude, those are so good. But yeah. yeah how to. Yeah. No, it's, that, but yeah, that that's, you, think you can find. I think TikTok is going to take over 
every aspect of this. And like we talked about in uh, past episodes, how like they're not filtering their content as far as if you want to know what's going on in different countries and wars or whatever, they won't filter it. Where Instagram, Facebook, YouTube's going to filter the crap out of it and you're oh, not going to get what you're looking for. Nothing. Like you just watched, uh, finally, one of the first things I saw was the president of F1 releasing a statement on how bad mm, the situation yeah. is over there. Yeah. In Italy, right? And like, other than that, the only place I was getting that news was TikTok. Yeah. I know. Uh, Justin sent us that video. I didn't realize, I seen the, the release saying they couldn't race. I was actually thinking it was like an earthquake or something. Um, but it was uh, the floods and stuff like that. Wild, man. Mm -hmm. It's a bummer because I love F1. But so, it is. so we got out riding a few times since the last pod. Like, how you feeling going into Walton? Like, you know. Oh, it's a long ways away. I need. And we'll be gone those three weeks at West. So that'll be, I'll stay on the program as far as working out. But I feel good. Yeah. The car conditioning, I'm dialed, man. Like I've done a lot of rowing, a lot of skiing. Um, I'm good. I don't get tired. Yeah. Got to work on making sure I don't grip the bike hard with my hands and just lose the grip. Mm -hmm. I haven't been dealing with arm pump, but I haven't been dealing with ruts like Walton. That's you a also game haven't been riding a track that has yeah. jumped. Like it's not very jumpy back no. there. So... You don't have that time to keep reminding yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I know. Walton there, is, um, shake it out. I know. I was hoping to race Auburn. I think Auburn has a race this weekend, TBR, but I won't be going. Got too much stuff going on here. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I feel good. I think, um, I'll be interested. I'm thinking that, uh, Galdi will be racing me in the 40 plus Pomeroy. Um, Jesus. I know there's going to be other guys. Uh, I'm just not sure what the speed is at. There's some BTS, I think, the boys training or what? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we need to. Galdi got Galdi already got in a race, if not a couple. Yeah, he'll race more than me, but yeah, I'll bring the heat. He'll bring the heat. Yeah, yeah I'm a little bit younger him. than him. Yeah, so. I'm a fresh forty. He's an old forty. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. that's uh, that leads us into the two laps here. We're hitting the the white flag. We timed that white flag nicely. Dang, we are. It's a Friday. It's a long weekend. We're looking to get out of here. As I'm sure <laughs> everybody else here yep. is looking to get out up on out. I got my question weekend. written down here. Let's go. Let's hear it. Okay, question on uh, last laps here. What do you wish you spent more time doing five years ago? Like, what's something you wish you did a little more time spent on? That is such a good question. I hope everyone else that's listening to this again are eleven, maybe now. Mm -hmm. You know, is thinking what they would too, because that yeah. like a, this this is a good question. Hmm. I think five years ago, I wish I spent more time on me and a lot less of what I thought anyone else around me cared about. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a tale old saying, but like, you know, the people that you think that are going to be around forever, you tend to put them on a pedestal in your mm -hmm. life and just in all aspects work, like your job, you know, maybe you stayed at a job longer than you probably should have, or maybe you stayed, you know, friends with a certain group of people longer than you should have. Mm -hmm. um, and so whatever that case. But for me, I think there was just a lot of things that all tied in at once that I gave a lot of weight in my life that probably, you know, if I could go back, you know, it doesn't, it, it didn't, didn't fucking matter. Like no. it, it really didn't. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, it's like, you know, getting upset about this or X or oh, Y man. or Z. It's like, dude, what, for what? The energy you, you wasted doing that stuff. So much. I remember even last year, like uh, you were in a relationship and things would go bad or whatever. You know, you'd have an argument and I just felt bad. Like you were wasting energy and your, your 
thought process and it kind of like wrecked your day. And I understand like, but like at the time I wish I could have just said like, Hey man, just let things chips yeah. fall where they may. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's always easier. It's said easier than said than done. Yeah. And I know you like when yeah. you're in that moment, it's it. But like, if you can start training yourself and I feel like you're on a good path now, as far as like training your mind mm-hmm. and your body to like, yeah, that's worrying. Yeah. yeah. I think it's something that I've, continued learning about myself and continued and still on the journey of learning, um, you know, what, what opinions and what things in life to let hold weight over me. Mm -hmm. You know, some things have to matter. My mother, Mm -hmm. she matters, you know, my family that matters, right? What we do here, that stuff matters. Right. But there's a lot of little things in life that I, you know, am learning to, not maybe give them as much weight, mm-hmm. right? You know, and just kind of living, living life for me a little bit more, you know. But yeah, I guess so. Over the last five years, that's probably what I would have done. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Question for you, last lap. Okay. Now, again, this was an impromptu pod, so yeah. we're gonna go. I want to know, and you've been kind of keeping yours fun. We kind of switch roles, so I'm gonna bounce one back for you. Mm-hmm. If you could have a race weekend anywhere's. What track are you doing and who are you bringing? Oh, that's easy. Okay. I like, uh, I'd race. Although Any, I, anywhere's in the world. Okay. Let me just hold on and just run my mind a little bit because I've got a track in mind and I think, you know, let me just think of another track, uh, in case there's another one I want to cross off the list. Fuck man. I think I'm going to go to red, Bud. I knew you were going to say I knew red you knew Bud. that. Yeah. And I would say, I obviously the fam come, the girls, and then I would I would love the boys there. Yeah, like Al, Isaiah, Brad. Like, we'll get Al as the wrench. Yeah, and then you and um, Brad just content Dude, rolling. Just, you get to have Dude. it your way. We're just rolling. <laughs> like, <laughs> who is this guy in forty plus? Just yeah. got two documentary. He's <laughs> mic'd up during his race. What's going on here? <laughs> okay, so what's paint me a picture of this Red Bud race weekend? Okay, uh, weather has to be prime. Like, yeah. not too hot. Like, I'd say seventy degrees. Yep, a little overcast, so the track stays good. Even those those guys crush it at the track maintenance. Um, I'd like a 450 fresh one. I don't even care if it's suspension. Suspension just got to be close enough. Throw a pipe on that bad boy. A little FMF action. Fresh kits for each moto. Like I got four oh, motos, four kits. Jesus. Just because you don't you don't want to roll content for a while. I don't race too much, so I need four different kits so it looks like I did a bunch of riding, but yeah. it only is one day. Smart. And it was like three. It was four six lap motos. Actually smart. Exactly <laughs> smart. And, um, yeah, man, like I would like to like hotel it though. Like just hotel like, it? I was just going to ask, A-class, yeah, like, just hotel it and just no go A-class get some good dinner. Side? Like there's some good spots at, uh, okay. where were we? Uh, South Bend. Yes. There's some good spots around there yeah. and just have like the nightlife. So we'll do Saturday practice, a little nightlife, just kind of a couple drinks some good food, some good laughs. We'll go on those bird scooters like we did mm-hmm. ripping around, yep. um, hotel and then back to the track on uh sunday for race day and just crush Dude, that was such win a some motos man i miss that yeah man, i miss that like I, I miss being at the race with no obligations of working like that yeah wouldn't even, that wouldn't be work that'd be us hanging no, out with the boys be, yeah you know but like fun. i miss that feeling where did we just bit. go that we were just like this is nice that we didn't work where uh, was that? i know we said that 
I think we just talked about it. I don't know if we <laughs> actually did it. I think we talked about you Shit. going to Supercross. Oh, then, go, yeah, going to Supercross. That's what, yeah, yeah, you didn't you didn't get oh, yeah. the, uh, the feeling of that, but oh, I did. Yeah. I, I was going to go to Detroit and film. Sorry, Marsh. I don't. I doubt he listens to this, but yeah. he's my boy. But um, you were going to film, and you're like, nah. I was, was going to film. I was like, ah, oh, man, like. Yeah, plus your whole crew is down, right? Who yeah, is it? it was TJ, TJ Devin, and Devin, and then you know, um, Devin's chick, chick, yeah, and then obviously Al and oh, Jess, know. but yeah, 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 that's good. There's a couple of laps Friday. That's uh, not a bad moto, man. That was I think, a pretty good moto. A little yeah. bit more moto in this one. Yeah, still touching. Try on to dabble in it. We're gonna yeah. have obviously a, a flurry of moto as soon as that Edmonton round one goes. So yeah. We'll keep it light. I mean, we'll hit a little bit of everyone. Yeah. Right? I like talking about normal life stuff because yeah. not all of us are moto heads. And yeah. Well, we still got to live life. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's not just deal. dirt bikes. Yeah. Again, something I wish I knew five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not all dirt bikes. <laughs> Anyways, all right, all right, Moto 6, done.